Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Full Corvette Sports Show. Happy, happy Sunday. I hope you guys are having a great morning so far. And, um, yeah, and have a great day watching football as well. I think there's actually a game this morning. So that should be really exciting to watch. Um, but, yeah. So I just wanted to also say thank you guys so much for the support as well on the last episode. It really, truly means a lot. Uh, but also, if you would like to, I would appreciate it, I should say, rather, I would appreciate it if you guys could leave a rating review of the podcast wherever you get your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. It would mean so much. Uh, it just kind of helps let me know if you enjoy the episodes and just to kind of, just kind of gets the videos out there, kind of gets them, gets them going a little bit. So uh, that would be very, very much greatly appreciated as well. I'll be up. Let's get into today's episode. I don't know too much else. And yeah, let's get into it. So our first thing here, our first little topic is of Tyreek Hill. So he is expected to play today versus the Washington football team uh, with a quad injury. They didn't know. I guess maybe there was a little bit of not doubt, but I guess well, maybe there was a little bit. And there was probably a little bit of back and forth, and they decided, hey, let's let's play the guy. Um, and with you know, normally I would say, well, you don't need Tyreek Hill, but to win the game. But um, with how this season is going with Kansas City, I, they're definitely going to need him for sure. This is on this is not like Kansas City. I don't know what's going on with them. I I do think though they're too powerful of a team. I think to um. I do think they're too powerful of a team to be doing this, to be playing this way. I think they're going to turn it around. There's no way that they don't. I'd be very, very shocked if they don't. Um, but I, I highly doubt that they're going to stay this way. They're they're going to they're going to turn it up at some point. They're going to find a groove and they're going to get something done. But uh, yeah, so with the aforementioned quad injury that I talked about, Tyreek Hill, he is expected to play versus Washington today, per Ian Rappaport. And also another source. It was originally listed as a questionable injury. And of course, that usually means, yeah, he's going to play. It just kind of usually means we're going to keep an eye on it. It may, may or may not come down to a game time decision. Sometimes it happens. I know with Rob Gronkowski, that happened quite a bit when he was with the Patriots. Um, he would go on the questionable list quite a lot for the injury report. And sometimes it actually went to game time. And uh, yeah, so sometimes it. Sometimes that can happen, depending on what, depending on the uh, injury and how serious the severity of it. But yeah, so with receptions, and this isn't telling you very much that Tyreek Hill is leading the Kansas City. Actually, <coughs> I'm gonna say this isn't. Excuse me. I was gonna say this isn't going to be telling you very much, but then I realized also like that's actually quite good considering the fact that we're five weeks into the season. Six weeks now, excuse me. And Tyreek Hill has 37 receptions leading the Chiefs right now to go along with 516 yards and four touchdowns. And then also having four rushing attempts or four attempts, 45 rushing yards. And uh, obviously that deep threat for the Kansas City Chiefs that they've had now for a little while. Um for last week's game going down 30 to 20 
against the Buffalo Bills. Tyreek Hill's stats were looking like this. He had seven receptions for 63 yards on 13 targets. Now, I would say with this whole Tyreek Hill stat line up to this point, six weeks into the season, I will say that is a good thing, I feel like. In my personal opinion, I think it is a good thing, but I also think it is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because they're able to identify their number one guy, and obviously Tyreek Hill is probably the fastest guy on – most teams, uh, most team secondaries. And I think that, you know, there's only a handful of guys, a couple of guys maybe that can actually keep up with Hill. I think Stefan Gilmore is definitely one of them. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, Tyreek Hill, I, I think that it's good that he that they're able to identify him and that he's able to lead the team. And all that, but I also think it's bad because they really don't have anyone else to go to. That, that that's kind of showing, like, hey, like if you're leading like that by that many this early on in the season, it's also pointing to like, hey, we really don't have anyone. And that's, I mean, that's already kind of been like identified in the first place. Like that's already been something that was like, hey, like this is this is what's happening here, and. You know, we really don't have anything. Like, we don't have, like, and, and, the, and the problem with the Chiefs is they really don't have the money because they're paying humongous amounts of money to keep guys like Mahomes. Um, I actually don't even know what his current contract is looking like. I may want to look that up. Uh, I just know, I'm pretty sure the last time they paid him, he... Uh, He took a pretty big contract. I know that they're paying their guys so much money. I think some of these guys need to be taking pay cuts, honestly. I just think that, you know, they could afford to. And I think that's what separates guys like Tom Brady from guys like some of these people. Like, Brady just, you know, he doesn't really care about the money. Like, he does, but, like. He's also taking pay cuts still at the same time. He could have easily taken way more. I know with the Bucks just recently, he took another pay cut. So I'm trying to look for... When was this? This was October 10th of 21. This article came out. This article just came out about Patrick Mahomes' uh, detail, contract details. So yeah, so when he signed this past, you know, this past month, September twenty twenty, or no, past month of September twenty twenty, last years of September twenty twenty, excuse me. <clears throat> um, he was making five hundred to. Point six hundred thirty-one million dollars over twelve years. With that's including hitting, you know, that's with hitting all of his incentives. Um, that's if he hits them all. And then you have the base value of his contract, like the foundation of his contract for the next two years before the extension, is four hundred seventy-seven thousand. Or four hundred seventy-seven 
$1,600,631 million for an average of $39.8 million per year starting in 22. So that's just what he's making right now. Like, that alone is what he's making right now. Um, then starting in 2022, he'll be making an average of $45 million per year. And that is exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about how players are, you know, like, Mahomes can be as good as he is. But this is what separates guys from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. They all, you know, all these new quarterbacks and all these new people feel like they need to have the biggest contracts because they feel like they deserve them. Patrick Mahomes has done so much, I know. He has done so much to be able to, to, be able to earn that. But I honestly feel like he needs to take a pay cut because that money could be going into getting a couple more wide receivers that they need. This season's obviously showing that they need wide receiver help. If you have a guy like Tyree Kill, who already had, who's already leading the team with 37 receptions for, what was that, 516 yards and four touchdowns in, as, in almost as many games played? That's almost one in every game. Like, that obviously shows that you only are able to go to really one one threat. You know, one threat, and that's Tyreek Hill. You know, you don't have Sammy Watkins anymore. He went to Baltimore. You know, your, your, your team is highly deflated when it comes to the wide receiver court. When it comes to, really, honestly, wide receiver, if it's not really, you know, nothing... As far as threat goes, I remember a couple of years back in 2018-19, the Chiefs were just filled with the threat. They had Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill. <coughs> um, I think they had – I can't remember everyone on top of my head, but here, let's look up. I am, again, curious now, too, so um, I, I, I want I need to look this up now. I just need to see. Sorry about that noise if you guys heard that. Um, I'm curious about something. I need to see this. So, I mean, yeah, you got, you know. For wide receivers, your main guy is Tyreek Hill. Then, of course, you have Travis Kelsey. But honestly, I kind of feel like with Travis Kelsey, here's the thing. And I'm not trying to hate here. This isn't me trying to hate. I honestly feel like with Travis Kelsey, I kind of feel like he's starting to, you know, get a little bit washed. I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel like it's kind of really slowed down for him. And I just think he's not as 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 big as he used to be, but let me know. I, I don't want to spend too much more time on this. I know we've spent a little amount of time on this now, but let me know what you guys think about this. I'm genuinely curious. I, do you think, do you, I mean, do you guys agree with me? Do you guys think that, you know, um, do you guys think that I'm, I'm right about, you know, the whole contract thing with Mahomes and maybe a couple other guys that they could, that they honestly could let go some money to put together a decent team again, like at wide receiver. Like I honestly think that they need to do that because that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of money and a lot of incentives that could be going to Mahomes. 
and that's something that he's capable of doing. So let me know what you guys think, though. I'm genuinely curious. Uh, I'm just, I just think that that's what they need to do. But yeah, so let's move on to our next topic. And the Ravens are finally getting their guys back. They're finally starting to get luck on their side. They're activating rookie wide receiver Rashad Bateman from the IR as well as Le'Veon Bell, running back. As you know, that their running back problem was a huge problem when they when they ended up having Le'Veon Bell go out. They had um, Justice Hill go out. They had I don't even remember who else went out. They had so many guys go out. They had. Bell go out. They had Justice Hill go out. They had someone else go out, remember. And then they ended up signing Devontae Freeman. They end up signing Latavius Murray. They end up signing um God, there's probably someone else that I don't I can't keep up with them all. But Yeah, so Rashad Bateman, of course, ended up missing. You know, ended up missing because of a groin injury, really, 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 really early on in the season. Didn't even, yeah, he ended up playing the first game, I think, was it? And then he, or didn't even make a. Oh no, I think that was back in the preseason. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, he ended up missing the preseason. Didn't even get to play yet, and ended up having a groin injury. <clears throat> And then they're able to activate also Ricky receiver and lineman Tyree Phillips. So, but they're able to activate Bateman, Ty- Tyree Phillips. And this was all on Saturday. Bateman was also designated to return two weeks ago. Well, he went on IR September 1st. Yeah, I remember that. He was supposed to be back already a couple weeks ago. They originally did that because they needed him to undergo surgery and then have time to be able to repair it from the training camp when he back when he got injured in training camp or back when he injured that training camp. So, um, and then you also have so with Tyree Phillips, he's coming back after a four-game injured reserve little stint on the injured reserve and now he's coming back after that knee injury that he suffered back in the season opener week one. Baltimore is also being able to bring back running back Le'Veon Bell and lineman Andre Smith. This is now Le'Veon Bell's second time he's being activated. So Thursday Offensive coordinator Greg Roman for the Baltimore Ravens had said that Rashad Bateman will could be you know could possibly play Sunday today, but they don't think they'll quote throw him into the fire every play end quote. Yeah, you got to get him back in there. He hasn't played at all. Um, you got to slowly get him, ease him back into the system. Slowly get him back in there. If you guys don't know, Baltimore drafted Rashad Bateman twenty seventh overall back in April for. Of course, him, and it hasn't gone the way that they wanted it to with the injury. But you know, that's just this—that's just what you got to face when you when you draft guys. You just don't know what will happen. You know, I'm sure if they knew that was going to happen, they probably wouldn't even draft him in the first place. But moving on here to our next thing is—I know last episode we talked about Christian McCaffrey about how 
it was possible he could have played, but they were going to hold him out again. And then just a couple days later, we now find out that the Carolina Panthers have officially placed Christian McCaffrey with the hamstring injury back from week three on injured reserve. So again, if you guys do not remember, Christian McCaffrey got hurt back in week three against in, in a win, actually, against the Houston Texans. Um, he ended up getting hurt, I believe, early on in the game with the, with a the hamstring injury. And so now it's looking like with the new system that the NFL's got with injured reserve, he can't come back now until at least November, but it could be later. He has to at least go three weeks um, from the time of your injury three weeks out, but it could take longer. Uh, that's just when you're able to be eligible again rather than – because remember, as opposed, it used to be the whole season. You were out for the whole season. You didn't have a choice. Once you placed him on there, out for the whole year, no matter what the injury was, even if it, even if you got better in the season. Um, but now it's you have to at least be three weeks out, and then you're eligible, but it could take longer. doesn't mean you have to come back. But, yeah, so like I said, Christian McCaffrey's – Going on the injured reserve, they placed him there Saturday, so yesterday. It'll be at least another three more games, and he's already missed three. They also had to place guard Deontay Brown with his knee injury on injured reserve. And McCaffrey was originally already ruled out for Sunday's game anyway, and that's what I talked about last episode, about how he was most likely going to be out for Sunday's game. It was looking like a no a couple days later. Now we're here. So... He won't be able to return to week nine is what they're kind of looking at right now, which would make sense because it's three weeks later. We're week six right now. So what happened with McCaffrey? So originally it was week th- – again, it was the week three went over the Texans. He strained his hamstring, and they did not place some on IR at the time because they wanted to see if he'd be available this weekend because if they were to do that – yeah, with the new rules, he could come back in three weeks, but it, but if once if they did that, didn't mean he could play today. So he would have had to miss three games. You you have to miss the three games. So that was kind of on them a little bit. If they would have known beforehand, they probably could have got him back a week sooner. But um, you know that's fine. I guess that's just what you know. It, it was they just really didn't know till a little bit later, and they that's just the chance that they ended up taking. But so being, you know, with new head coach Matt Rule in the Matt Rule era, if that's what you want to call it, in the, with the Carolina Panthers now head, being a head coach, this will mean that Christian McCaffrey has missed 18 out of the first 24 games of Matt Rule's head coaching gig. That is crazy. If you think about it, he's done most of this without him. But, yeah, so – and then you look, you know, with, with looking at Christian McCaffrey, you get Chuba Hubbard getting more of an opportunity. He's been playing the majority of the snaps, you know, with Christian McCaffrey's absence for the last two games, more specifically. To look at statistics, he he, you know, this is what is this was Chuba Hubbard's stats last week. Uh, he ran for 101 yards with five passes to go along with 33 yards. Nothing crazy, but it does look like he he was able to move the ball and get them up the field quite a bit. So that's, you know, making production that way. 
Carolina is now currently 3-2 on the season, and without Christian McCaffrey, they've lost both. They've, 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 you know, they dropped the last two games, and that's exactly what I said last episode too. It's pretty evident that Christian McCaffrey makes up a good amount of that team, and they, it just shows that they need him. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's unfortunate. That's all I can say. When you have such a great player like that, it sucks that we have to you know miss out on seeing such great talent on the on the field, and you know have to miss out on that. So that's that's sad. That sucks. But moving on to our next subject here is, I know last episode two, we talked about Tua Tagovailoa. He is now being activated off the injured reserve. Um, there's a lot of injured reserve returnees in this episode. Um, you know, with the uh, Baltimore Ravens and then now here and Carolina Panthers having to place, you know, um, Having to place Christian McCaffrey on the injured reserve, this is crazy. I've never, I, I've never had an episode go like this before. But um, yeah, so Tua Tagovailoa with that rib injury that you guys, um, that that you know he originally sustained, has now been taken off of it. Yesterday, Saturday, the fifteenth or the yeah fifteenth, I think no sixteenth. What's today? Seventeenth. The 16th, my bad. Yesterday, Saturday, the 16th. And, um, yeah, so that would make him eligible to play today, this morning, against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. He's still listed as questionable. Eh. Yeah, I could, I could see why if he did miss, though. But um, let's see what else here. Brian Flores does say that if Tua Tagovailoa would get the start, he wouldn't suffer any setbacks Friday. So I'd have to be putting him on a 53-man roster then. Did return to practice. That's what I ended up talking about last episode. He had, the, of course, the fractured ribs. Missed the, missed the eligible three games. Brian Flores does say about Tua Tagovailoa, quote, he's looked pretty good. I think the one thing that we can't we can't simulate is contract is contact, or in or in game contact. Really, everything else has been pick up where you left off. I guess if you want to say that, you could. He's done a nice job this week. End quote. Yeah, I mean it's going to have to be some consistent practice, and you really obviously don't know how he's going to play in a game with how, with what he showed you in practice, it's really hard. It's just a risk that you got to take, honestly. But uh, there's that. So we don't, I don't actually don't know Then he, he probably will play in today's game, this morning game. But yeah, so leading us to the very last thing to talk about today is with Russell Wilson. So this was actually after my last upload Uh, on the 15th, this came out that the Seattle Seahawks placed Russell Wilson and Chris Carson. Russell Wilson with his finger, Chris Carson with his neck. They are both being placed on injured reserve. So that will leave Geno Smith to be coming in for Russell Wilson. I believe it is, right, Geno Smith? I believe it's Geno Smith coming in. 
Um, yep, Geno Smith. I was just making sure. I thought it was Geno Smith. Okay. So, Russell Wilson, after, you know, getting that, you know, getting, hitting the new record of 100 straight, of 100 wins quicker than anyone else. Now ends up getting a finger injury. It was really, really bad. Ends up going on IR now. Pete Carroll said on Friday, announced it on Friday, rather, I should say, that he'll have to miss the next three games. It'll probably be longer, though. And then he also announced that Chris Carson at the same time, that he'll be going on injured reserve with the neck injury, and that Carson had previously missed week five because of the same neck issue. And it looks... Pete Carroll has described it as long-term for Chris Carson, so don't really know what that means the rest of the season or just be with them forever. I don't know. But, man, that's uh, interesting. And uh, everyone was kind of confused, though, because on Wednesday, Russell Wilson appeared at practice but wasn't playing, maybe just for support of the team probably. But anyway, hey guys, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Full Crippled Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for supporting the show. It truly means a lot. The support has been absolutely insane. But um, I would appreciate it as well if you guys would leave a rating review. Uh, like I said in the beginning of the episode, if you guys could please leave a rating review of the episode. Alright, of the podcast, rather, I should say. Wherever you get your podcast, you can do that. Uh, I would It would mean so much to me. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. It just kind of lets me know if you guys enjoy the content. And if, you know, it kind of just... Kind of gets the, you know, the show out there. and kind of gets it, gets it flowing a little bit. So, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day watching football. It will be a great day for that. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys in a... Another couple days uh, next time we upload. And I can't wait to see you guys there. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you guys later.